most shocking prices in Larkana, and I think it's just this week or maybe just an overall of like the first three weeks here. But it, let's be honest. Like, I think, what do we have? What was the number here, Scott? We have eight? Yeah, eight cards. All right. So we have eight cards uh, to talk about here and their prices. And Scott picked all of them, even though I agree with pretty much all of them anyway. But our first one to start with is... Um, a whole new world. So talk to me about a whole new world, Scott. So I think I think a big theme of this is that the, the decks we talked about in the past just now have a huge influence on the prices that you're going to see. Um, the other thing that's interesting about the, the eight cards we chose is the foil versions of a lot of these cards go for have gone up in higher percentages than even the regular. So if you are looking to trick out your deck with foil versions, you're going to be paying a premium for these specific cards because they are very popular. Um, the one thing to point out here is a lot of the low prices for a lot of these cards were when the when the game launched at LGSs, so on you know right around August 18th or even pre-sales. Um, some of them immediately went up after pre-sales, and some of them uh, you know went up later uh, in the game. So as you see here, the peak for a whole new world was after the event, so it was after last weekend. Um, the the other thing that happened overall in the market, um, as predicted was when the big box release in between the lgs and the big box release there was an overall giant increase in prices of cards the thing that also happened was after the big box release as we talked about uh, in the very beginning prices went up again because it was not as expected uh, prices right. have gone down a little bit since then uh because even though the big box releases have not been steady it does not mean that there it was non-existent so even though you have a smaller percentage of players in getting product, a lot of the players that are getting product, some of them are resellers. So the overall price is coming down as those, you know, some of those people just aren't players and they're trying to make back that money. So all in the world, um, the other thing to, to point out is there aren't a lot of super rares that are that great. Uh, so of the 12, I'd have to count it out, but like, it, I don't even think it's half. 18, it's 18, right? 18, sorry, yeah. So I don't even, I don't even know that you can say there's nine really good super rares. Now, can just because I, I want to make this real yeah. quick, can you also say that we can say the same for legendaries, right? Like half of them? Yeah, probably. So like half of them are like above $25 and the other half are like below 15? Mm, yeah, below 20, I would say. Yeah. That's below fair. 20? Okay. Yeah. So half are above 30, half are below 20. Yeah. Or, yeah. Okay. But the thing with super rares is that you get more of them in a box than we you get, expected. In the very you get beginning. like twelve of them on average. Yeah, and there some of them aren't very good. Sure. So in order to try to make up the money that you open in certain packs, they're just going for more money. So when they are playable, they just tend to go for more. Right. So this card's had a huge swing. You were able to get it for like eleven, twelve dollars uh, in the beginning when the during LGS release, and right this second, it's sitting above uh, eighteen dollars. That's like the current. Uh, Current, all these are market prices, by the way, not lows. So it's sitting above like or like eighteen and a half dollars, eighteen sixty six, and the highest that it went again was earlier this week, uh, or late last week after the big box quote release, um, and it, it had gone over twenty dollars right after the events, uh, right after the event. Is the green line the foil line? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So again, you see a huge premium on foils for these cards. Yeah, so you're talking right now it's like a $40 foil? Uh, close to that, yeah. Yeah, somewhere in that. I'm just saying, you know, hard yeah. numbers here. We can't see the actual number there. Yeah. So you're so the current price for the normal, like the non-foil version here is 1866. 
uh, that's market, right? That's market, yeah. Market. Mm-hmm. So 1866, and then you're looking at the foil cost, which is nearly $40. That's actually over double, mm-hmm. uh, you know, of what this card's current cost is. And I think that's a really interesting thing because in a lot of other games, that's just not true. Mm-hmm. Um, double for a, a foil is, seems ridiculous in most cases, but in this game, for some reason, it almost feels warranted. Agreed. It, it's really pretty as a foil, too. Yeah, it helps. It helps. All right. So our next card uh, is Ariel Spectacular Singer. And would would we say that the winning deck is, I mean, like an unbelievable key factor for this one? Yes. I mean, this card was what? $3, right? You see, you can yeah. see the number. It was $3.64 uh, before the 15, or I'm sorry, uh, before the 20, 25th, right? So like, yeah. The day that it peaks is the 27th, it looks like, which is the day after PPG, right? PPG was 826, I think. Oh, no. No, it wasn't. Yeah. PPG was 93. So this actually started to peak before PPG. It starts to go up because basically right. supply of cards in general is just sure. So I think what you have here is because it, because it was a super rare, because it's a, because it's a known character, some people just started buying it up in general earlier on. But then after PPG is when it starts to really peak. Um, and hits its high. Its high price is actually right now, market wise. Yeah. So it's currently going for its highest price right now, market market value wise. Interesting. And you're hard pressed to find them at, at anywhere in the twelves right now. Now, do you think that this is a card that has potential to continue to rise? In the long run, I think it's a potential that has. So okay, if we assume that cards overall are going to rise in price after things settle down right now, like so after a lot of these sellers get rid of the get rid of the the product they have right now and big box stores don't get refreshed if lgs's don't get as much as they're supposed to get depending on when they get in october etc yes um and i but i do the the main thing i believe for this card is it has the ability to hold its value longer because it's only going to go up as more songs get printed and songs are going to be evergreen even if they're i mean i i would imagine there's i don't even know how many songs are in the set like 10 or something like that 10 to 12. So I would imagine that that's probably consistent considering how important Disney songs are. So whereas like, you know, you might not see as many of other keywords, I do think you're going to continue to see a lot of songs. So I think her her value is more evergreen than other cards. Yeah, you'll see, moving forward, you'll see more songs, you'll see more singer abilities, et cetera. But um, I mean, her her ability right now, I, I, she's the best singer in the game. Uh, right. Like bar down. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know how that, the only way that changes is if, somehow the songs that are made that are cheaper than her are like warranted in some way. But it, to me, she's always gonna be really good. I think the next closest thing that even compete would be like a four or I I guess it'd have to be a five cost by most determinations, but like a five cost that can sing the seven, but even right now that's only singing be prepared, but that card would be, you know, a really, really good card or a one cost that can sing threes. Yeah. One cost that could sing three would definitely break barriers, uh, like huge barriers. Mm -hmm. All right, so our next card, this is our first anomaly, right? Because I, I don't even think you can explain this one to me. Yeah. <laughs> now, granted, uh, it went down. I can see. Thank God. <laughs> like, talk to me about uh, the, the Who's It Collector here. So at some point this week, Errol Who's It Collector was going for over $10, and I didn't understand why. Um, I, I think it was speculation. I think it was um, just people buying Ariel because it's a cool art. Um, maybe they got the Ariels confused. I, I don't know, honestly. Um, but at some point I looked down and Ariel, who's a collector, was going for over $10, and I didn't understand why. 
Um, again, that, that was a general, like you can see like the-, the I think it was on there. Wednesday morning specifically. So yeah. it was three days ago where I was in the middle of the stream and I remember I opened one. I was like, oh, hey, Scott, look, here's $10. Um, <laughs> right. I, this, this, I mean, A, we didn't even see a Sapphire deck in the top eight that of that we just covered. B, even if there was a Sapphire deck in the top eight, I don't think this card would have been in it. So like, I, I, this this is just a weird jump. Was there just like not a lot of them? Like, is that have anything to do with it? It was over. Yeah. It again last week after the big box quote launch debacle. I think people just had a ton of FOMO for getting any cards, and because this is the same rarity of a lot of those other cards, a lot of people just jumped on. Like, I can pay a little bit more to get this deck, even though I don't. It doesn't have results. Versus, I can pay a lot more to get this other deck that has a bunch of rares in it that are going for like a ton of money. Fair. So it's, it's, I think it's, it's a rising tide raises all ships with Ariel, no pun intended. Um, (laughs) But, but at her rarity, she falls into a tier of like fringe playable. And I think people just like, if I need to build a deck in general for under a hundred dollars, I can play her. So it just, her price just rises in general. Interesting. So while being a budget deck, we create a position where we're no longer a budget deck. <laughs> yeah, that's what, and that's what happens a lot of times. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, very interesting. All right, so be prepared. I can't believe this card was ever seven dollars. Is my first point. Um, the high point. I, I thought it was higher than this, but I guess I was just wrong. It's it's market, not not like what it's actually. Saying. Oh, okay, okay. I mean, okay. So the market I, high point. I will tell you, I've sold a foil for over ninety dollars. Right, right. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, that's that's number one. Number two, I think that we were selling these at like $23 and we couldn't keep them in stock. Um, So maybe we're a tribute to the market price being $17.38. I'm not sure. It's not certain. But um, this is a card that that, that's, you know, it's dropped. You know, what we're we're talking about, it went up $12, $11, and then it dropped now another five or $6. Why do you think what, what do you think in the drop is here? Uh, I think the people that want to play Ruby Amethyst have their decks done. Okay. That's part of it. I think, um, I don't think people have cracked a code on playing it in a different deck. I think it possibly could see play in a, in different decks. Um, so it's universal use is you, you're still only building one deck mm-hmm. with it with, that most people think. Right. Um, and I, I think it just... Ruby Amethyst isn't the flavor of the week like it was a week ago. So right. I think that's that's the concept. And it is a rare. Right. Again, I know it doesn't seem like there's more product out there, but there technically is more product out there. And there is more product out there for people that are selling cards. Right. So, and, and there's more people selling cards. There's more people selling cards. So it's a race to the bottom for them. If you look on TCG Player, you'll see a lot of people with very low number of sales uh, affecting the price. And honestly, when people were able to, when people go to a store and are able to buy cards, they're buying every single card they can find. Right. So if they are a reseller, they are restocking themselves higher than a regular person off the street. So it just causes that 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 race to the bottom to happen more often among just sellers, not necessarily among all players. Right. So because it is a rare. And people are are sometimes buying multiple boxes worth of product at a time and opening it. You're just getting more of them. So those same people that probably aren't players, 
probably aren't Royal Panda players. You look at the names on there, they don't have like, you know, Royal Panda based names or anything like that. You don't know who they are. I don't recognize their names. They're just like, well, I have three of this card because I bought four box. You know, I was able to get like four boxes of product in my three targets that I went to. So um, I'll just put it at the low and it just causes right. the market to drop. But I, right. I think because no matter which way we look at it, uh, if you can get a pack for, I, I said this at the top of the, at the beginning of the stream, if you can get a pack, you know, you have to pay $350 for a box. I, I promise you, you can still make money on that box. Right. Which is insane to say, but it's like, all of the supply and demand effects to all of this is just creating this unbelievable number that weeks ago I would have been like, man, 250 is unbelievable. And now I'm going, man, 350 is like, like maybe, like maybe I would do that. Like if, if like, if, if we were in a position where we were like out of stock of everything, it's like, well, we can probably still be okay with paying 350 a box. And that's just like, it's just like the hard truth um, mm -hmm. that, yeah. And, and I don't have one on this on this uh, this stream, but it's like they're selling on TCG Player for like three hundred and eighty dollars still, and we're talking like five or six or seven boxes a day that are selling for three hundred and eighty dollars on on TCG Player. So yeah. people are buying them. All right, first legendary. This is another one that's pretty big. Now, I guess to preface this real quick, Scott, though, do you think to start? Um, when we learned that legendaries were only, were actually like more than two a box and there was this gigantic influx of cards released at Gen Con and at the, you know, at the beginning of the release weekend. And like, do you think that there's a chance that legendaries were just underpriced? The ones sort of, it had to do with the fact that people also thought that enchanted, you could actually get one per case. <laughs> and that's pretty fair and that they weren't going to be worth infinite. So at that point, again, you were like, well, I can get an Elsa or I can get an Enchanted Elsa. Um, and there were it, seemingly so many of them being open that that affected her price in the beginning where she was quote undervalued. Um, but once like we actually had any kind of results or any kind of decks being made, yes, I think she was undervalued in the beginning. Not even her, I just meant like in general, like legendaries in general. Yes, I mean, because again, if you do the math, okay, so let's just say it's five per box on average, right? Sure. So five per box, there are 12 of them. So uh, you need, there's 60. So, okay, so if you need four of each, that's 48. Um, and you're opening five per box. So even with absolute best distribution, you're talking about the average player needs 10 boxes. Let me tell you how few players can actually buy 10 boxes of product nowadays. Uh, it's, I mean, it's, it's like impossible for, you know, but from what looks of it, like 99% of the player base. Right. So if you want to build a master set for each card from scratch, only buying sealed product, it's impossible for 95 to 99% of players right now. So at that point, you know, legendaries are undervalued because that's what you're going to need to finish those master sets. If you are able to buy other products. Right. I think what has happened, though, is people are like, I can't get basically anything, so I'm just going to build my deck straight from singles, and that's what drives the price down. Right. If that makes sense. Interesting. So let's talk about Elsa then. So uh, at LGS release, she's low at $32, basically on par with a lot of the other playable legendaries. And then, again, all legendaries go up. Rising Tide raises all chips. 
Um, and that continues to happen. She is still prominent in every top eight that you can find, dominating like one of the highest played cards in there, especially from the higher rarities. Um, owning more of her, having more of her in your deck is is going to make your deck better. So she's like arguably one of the top five cards in the game. So what you wind up happening is after the big events and after the week um, goes on with the with the big box release, she just goes way up. She's over. I mean, at, at certain points, I saw her almost equal to Rapunzel, where she was basically almost seventy dollars a lot of the times. Okay. Um, but then she's just she's just a casualty again of what's happening this weekend specifically, whereas certain stores had more product. So there's just more of her out there. So it's just more of a supply issue than it is a demand issue. Um, so I would expect her to maintain her like value in the mid fifties. Um, and if you could find any that are under 50, I would say it's probably a good deal right now. The one thing that's interesting to me is the spread between her normal and her foil because there is an enchanted version. But what I will say is the enchanted version going for over a thousand dollars this week <laughs> means that if you want to trick out your deck a little bit, it's best to to just buy the foil version if you like that art. The other thing I've heard is that the enchanteds don't shuffle that well in terms oh, of really? okay. they're damaged more easily, I've heard. Like oh, it, 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 it's not that they're damaged more easily. I will say if you're going to play with them in general, they're not gonna be like 10 grade after you play with them ever. Oh yeah. Of course. No. Um, but I guess it's easier to scuff them because they're full art in certain spots. So if you're gonna play with them like you they basically just wind up going from near mint to lightly played faster than a foil does. That makes sense. Interesting. Okay. I hadn't heard that yet. Yeah, somebody told me that. So I'll believe them. Um grab your swords. So this is the first card in here that I believe is a starter deck card. Right, which is why it starts out really low. Right. So, so it starts out low because they were like, I if I buy if I buy the starter, I'm gonna get it. Well, guess what? People aren't able to buy the starters. So <laughs> what are you gonna do? Right. Yeah, yeah. And that spread between foil and normal is because it's not is because it's in the starter. Right, right. So um, then you have basically the PPG Denver event and and just it just being a very powerful card in general raises the price to its high um, and it pretty much stays up there. I mean, I, I sold these for double digits. Um, again, yeah. market market prices not represent what you can actually get it for just an average of what um, it has been sold during that during that like I think like the last seven days or something like that. So it definitely has risen um, and the foil spread is massive on this card because there aren't as many of them out there. It's just as rare as getting any other foil rare. So yes, you may have them if you if you're able to get your starters. And of course, big box stores did get a collection of starters. Right. The other thing I've noticed a lot is, and I mean, it is what it is. But like, if you're not a reseller, I've seen a lot of players out there on Facebook groups selling the contents of the starter still wrapped up and just yeah. keeping the pack yeah. for normally almost as much as you're buying the starter for at MSRP. But that's neither here nor there. So if you buy that, I don't know what's wrapped in that little mesh know, or whatever paper. I don't even know what it is. It's like it's like parchment paper. Yeah. So if you're buying that starter cheaper than than retail, a lot of times like fifteen to twenty dollars or whatever, you're getting a grab your sword in there. Right. So it, it's. I mean, is it worth it to buy a starter deck? Yes, it still is worth it to buy a starter deck, but. There's just more of them out there and more of them out there for players that don't necessarily even want to, they don't only care about getting the pack and want to make the money back on that. Yeah. I mean, this is like a whole other conversation, but it's just like, 
again, if you walk into Walmart, you're like, oh, I already have three starter decks. I don't need another starter deck. Well, I, if they don't have any other product and you want to open a pack, sadly, again, it's worth paying $17 to open a yeah. starter deck because like, there's th- three cards in the deck that make you get your money back in theory or what's like, quote, yeah. save you money even. Yeah. And then you get a booster pack. Yeah, the, the main thing about you need to th- and and this is a much longer conversation, but much longer. Anytime you buy product that has like a set card, so like you know exactly what's in the starter. You're getting grab your sword, Maleficent uninvited. Uh, I don't even know what else, but like those are the two. Uh, two even the, the area, uh, the yeah. the Aurora. Yeah, the Aurora things like that. like when you know what you're getting and the Simba and things like that. Like you know, I'm getting these five rares or above. So, and everybody's getting that. That just saves you from having to buy those cards later. Right. So, like, two fire the cannons, commons and uncommons that are playable, you're saving yourself from having to buy those again later. Right. So, it's not necessarily that you can turn around and sell all these commons and uncommons and, and, and bulk rares. You just look at it as, certain... as it's, like, it's it's cost saved. It, yeah, it's saving you money. Right. So, if you're able to go out there and get for, for if, if, if you find three Sapphire um steel starters it's saving you from having to buy three grab your swords which is making up a lot of the money that you're spending on those starters right and you get three shots of booster pack yeah so i mean basically a starter only costs 11 dollars anyway when it's right. up to 17 because you're getting a booster pack so right interesting all right so Cusco, uh this guy's had a, a pretty wild journey yeah so again lgs release just undervalues cards in general um starts out as a high rare at the time of lgs release but then rares in general just go up again uh and then right after right that's that's right at the 9-1 barrier so right at where lgs release isn't really that uh that exciting he goes way up in value um, but he's leveled off since then um again like there's a lot of fomo around not being able to get cards in general on 9-1 and he goes way up uh he was like $25 at one point you couldn't yeah. find as a low. Yeah. Um, but he comes back down to earth because I think the results just aren't there. So um, like the results for some of the, the like the final results of some of the, the Emerald decks just aren't there. Right. And if steel is, if, if steel and Ruby are really powerful, it just hurts a lot of his value. Um, so it just depends on, on what goes up, what goes from there. But like, again, in, in the end, he is a rare so again, the people that are opening product want to make back the money on selling actual cards. He's a card that moves, so they they lower his value, and then he immediately moves. So it's like I'm immediately making back the money. I have to, you know, they God forbid they wait 24 to 48 hours to make back the money on something. So <laughs> some of the new sellers, so like they're like, okay, I'll just let him go. That drops the overall uh, market price. But I would mean again, I, I imagine that he maintains uh, around this value. And if you can yeah. find them for under 15, it's probably a good deal. Yeah, I think $15 for several of these cards is, is pretty fair. But then it also makes you look at, you know, he is he's not a particular card, right? Like, he's not, like, a card that's I'm only played in this one deck right. or in, like, this one archetype. Like, he's just, like, I'm just an Emerald good card. Mm-hmm. So that's why when you look at Cusco and you can, you can make an argument, like, okay, this is going to remain a mainstay in Emerald for a long time. Whereas Be Prepared right now is the same rarity, but you're probably playing less of it more often and across multiple decks so seeing that car stay below Cusco actually makes sense to me for the most point unless it's like so very clear that this is the best deck in the game and you have to have four of them 
um, and there just isn't enough to go around type argument. But aside, I think you also showed that the, the budget deck still played four Cuscos. Yes, it was so the if, most expensive card for sure in this budget deck. So if you want to if you want to play a deck that's powerful, has results, and it's still under two hundred dollars, you're willing to spend the money to get just the one card that's the most expensive. Yeah. So it keeps his value definitely in the double yeah. digits and it may rise as price. Like you're willing to spend 60 bucks on your place to the Cusco's right. if the rest of your deck is going to cost a hundred dollars. Right. Exactly. Oh, it's my favorite character in the game, Scott. <laughs> so Tink, yeah. Well, just, just so we, let, let me start real quick. Tink is one of those cards that I think will always dramatically fluctuate in my, in my humble opinion. Because, like, there's going to be weeks where Steel looks like the greatest thing ever, and then there's going to be weeks where Steel looks like the worst thing ever. I mean, I don't think she'll be under $30 ever again. I don't think – first of all, she shouldn't be under $30 again. Not not will she – not no. She shouldn't be under $30 again. Right. So I don't think she'll ever be under $30 again. Um, but, I mean, again, you have LGS release um, – the the dealers that were able to get a ton of product are sitting on a ton of super rares and want to want to make it seemed like super rares were coming out of like just coming out of the woodwork when you were opening boxes so you're like oh i have these like 10 tinks what am i going to do with them i need to use them to make back money oh if i can get 20 dollars for a super rare i'm good to go well then again not only does is is there product issues but there's also um results with her where she's massively represented in the pvg top eight as we went over um in the winner's deck in multiple top multiple, eight I mean, she was, yeah yeah on stream a lot like yep. seeing the seeing the power of her a lot um if, if people watch the coverage so she she winds up going like above 35 dollars all the way up to like you know almost 37 dollars and then again it's just an issue of there being more product out there so she comes back down to earth a little bit but i think her 31 to 36 dollar price tag is probably pretty fair is where she'll wind up 35 dollars yeah, I mean, you guys can see the graph here, but like it was criminal that people were selling the foil tanks for under thirty dollars. Like, I, I literally, I'm not, I'm not kidding. I literally told Scott, I'm like, I, I will keep every foil tank that we own before selling that card at thirty dollars. Like, I just, there's no way. <laughs> Again, there's an enchanted version, also. There so. is an enchanted version, but. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what the market price on that is. Did you put an enchanted market on? We should have put the Elsa market on here. How come you didn't say that one on here, Scott? Because they're not all. Was when you look at the card, they're not all like together. That's enchanted very fair. Have their own section. That's very very fair. Yeah. Well, that was a couple cards that uh, were very interesting and just honestly just understanding the market, understanding the differences uh, through the first three weeks of the game because. From here on out, right? We can we can have like a real conversation. From here on out there's no certainty really whatsoever of what we're going to get. Right. I mean, like we know that there's cards coming in October to LGSs, but we like, we have no idea what the number really is. Um, the, so far the early market for the big box stores are all over the place. There's no like real act. The only accurate reports is what they get, but even then it's been different. Like every time you hear something, it's like, oh, well, this one got this this stash, and then this one got that stash. So it's like, what what if if you're a buyer, right? Like if you're a buyer, you haven't been able to find product. Do you think right now would be the like the more more ideal time to to buy those singles? 
Yeah, we're recording this on the 9th of September. You should be buying singles this weekend. Yeah. I think a lot of it, specifically like Sunday, Monday, there was a huge rise in prices, specifically from the better cards, but also, as like Scott was saying, in this rush of concept of, well, my Walmart didn't get 10 boxes. Yep. And when I got to 17 different Walmarts, I didn't find any packs. Yep. Uh, what do I do? And that 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 was a, a huge cause of things going up. Now, granted, most I, – I don't even know that this is true, but like a fair amount of player base that was playing events early on already all have their cards. Now, there's one of two things that I think could happen, right? Like one – Maybe those players start selling selling the cards back, right? Because if they're not they don't have another event to play in for a couple of weeks, whatever, just get my money, sell it back, right? Or there'll be less people trying to buy the cards. So therefore, like maybe now we can meet a demand. Uh I still think the demand for this game is out the is way greater than the supply. Right. So at and the end of the day, be, it will be until, are, it will be until whenever that quarter one Right. So at the end of the day, when the prices are low, you should buy you should buy yeah. you should price singles. <laughs> right now there are sell there are more sellers. I, I wouldn't say there's more sellers than buyers, but there are a lot of if you think you can trust a seller with a low number of sales and a low rating, and, and you can, I mean TCG player will protect you if you don't get your cards. So if you if, if you think you can take advantage of a seller that's out there that's charging too little compared to market, you should be buying. Fair enough. Fair enough. It's all in all. Um, right. So the, the, the pitch obviously here is, <laughs> is that we do have a store. We actually restocked this morning before we went live. Um, if you want to, if you want to, if you're looking for a trusted seller, obviously you can find it here with us and all in all, Scott, you know, we covered only eight cards here. There are more than this. Um, we didn't even talk about the enchantments and how they have been drastic. I think, Maybe we'll have a, a sequel to the Enchanted effect from a couple weeks ago where, in all honesty, I think that the prices for some of them have like kind of skyrocketed. I, Elsa yeah. is the standout, but others are also standing above $500 now, um, which I wasn't I wasn't really anticipating that early on, uh, in all honesty. I, I looked at it like now that we're really hearing the numbers and understanding that it, even – even in a world where they are one in 96 packs, even if that's true, it's definitely not one in a case. So like if your number is like, Oh, I'm just going to buy my case. gets my 96 packs. Well, I can tell you that that's just bullshit. Uh, again, it's not true. <laughs> it's you should not rely on that number whatsoever. And honestly, you should feel fortunate if you opened uh, an enchanted in your case, because plenty of people open zero. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Um, but yeah, I think that those are the real interesting ones. I think the foil itself, uh, really understanding some of the foil costs and some of these things has really, really been interesting. Um, and if you really want to geek out and be nerdy about those things then hit us in the comments, let them know. And, uh, we'll definitely get that information out to you guys. This has been a really long stream. Uh, the longest for just you and I ever, for sure. We covered, you know, two radically different, uh, topics for sure. But it was a lot of fun. Uh, the chat was awesome today. I think we, you know, at one point we had over 50, 50 viewers. So thank you guys so much for hanging out with us today. We are going to get out of here. I'm going to go have a late lunch. And we'll uh, we'll catch you guys next week. See you. Thanks. See you guys.